1987, Paul Michael Glazer directed a movie loosely based off of the 1982 novel written by Stephen King and published under his pseudonym Richard Bachman called The Running Man. This movie starred Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maria Cachita, Alonzo, Richard Dawson, and more. And the plot goes as is. By 2017, the United States has become a totalitarian police state following a worldwide economic collapse in the recent election. The government pacifies the populace through violent TV shows, with its most popular being The Running Man, a broadcasted game show where criminals fight for their lives as runners, fleeing from the armed mercenaries that they call stalkers, turn a government pardon, and even a tropical vacation. So we hope you enjoyed the discussion on the movie, and if you do, go to the website, www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com, and give us a good rating on Podchaser at the top of the page. Let's get this going. Enjoy the show. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show, and with me this week is always, or almost always. Yeah, as a nearly, lot. Nearly <laughs> almost always. More often than not here lately. Yeah, absolutely. Travis Rollins. Travis Rollins. Travis Woo! Rollins. Travis I'm Rollins, how today. are you today? I'm thin today. I'm good today, other than having some sinuses going on with this... Uh, weather by Sybil that we have around here these days yeah a tad bit under the weather yeah. this is the time of year will kick your tail in the south I'm man telling you, it's hard to deal with when it's 50 degrees one day 80 degrees the next raining and 22 degrees the next <laughs> you ain't lying you were absolutely telling the truth there how about yourself how's, how's tennessee out there tennessee is just as bad with that stuff as it is in south carolina <laughs> that's for sure but Luckily for me, I haven't really had a lot of issues with it, and I don't have anything wood nearby to knock on, so let's hope nothing catches me. Right on. Um, so, I mean, you know, I mean, I do a fairly, I get a fairly good immune system, hopefully, so. Heck yeah. Uh, this week, we are going to travel down the old Arnie Schwarzenegger lane. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've heard the uh, real Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, not the Travis Rollins it has Schwarzenegger been. voice. And uh, no, I don't have any sound by any sound. Are files. you serious? That would be great. I do, but I forgot to add them on before the show got here. So I mean, it's, oh man, it's my, it's my bad. That's all. You know what? Arnie's got enough movies and has worn enough watches to where we can do plenty of shows in the future. That's correct. This movie, by the way, it is a. Casio uh, G-Shock DW5500. <laughs> and who, what, where? The uh, Arnold's watch. Oh, okay. The watch. Well, I forgot. Every Arnold movie, <laughs> we have to know what watch he's wearing. Ever since the Commando movie with the one that goes boop, boop. Yeah. Boop, <laughs> don't really do that. But what's funny is <laughs> the Dagum G-Shock does, will do that. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I right, so running, yeah, the man, running man, the, the running butcher man. of Bakersfield, uh, the uh, alleged, alleged butcher, butcher of alleged Bakersfield. butcher. It wasn't me. It wasn't. It wasn't the Tuma either <laughs> that made him do it. Uh, the budget of this movie estimated twenty-seven million dollars, and it only grossed thirty-eight million one twenty-two one hundred five. 
hmm. something about Arnold's movies that we love, but some of them, the ones that we really love, like this one, did not exactly become a blockbuster. It was right. like it was just an average movie for the summer or something, you know. Yeah, it seems but like some in this case, do, they they reach more after they come out, like on VHS and all, because it's like everybody yeah. had this, everybody seen this movie. I remember when we were kids that shot on HBO like every weekend. Yeah, I'm sure it's made a ton of movie, a uh, movie, ton <laughs> of money over the years for this movie, tongue mm-hmm. twister. Uh, but at the time, and it wasn't summer, it was a fall movie. Uh, it's November, looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so November 13th, 87 was the release date. But, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's got a great cast in it, though. I mean, Arnold always puts together a good cast of people. I think, too, something that may have hurt this one is, is the fact that, um, you know, back then an action movie didn't usually go for one hour and 41 minutes. That was a, that was a sitter back well, then. I mean, you know, they were usually about 90 minutes, 111, 112. Yeah, but I mean, it's not that much longer, though, really. I mean, an hour and 40 minutes versus an hour and a half, you get an extra 10 minutes of movie out of it. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily yeah, that's true. say that was the real reason. I mean, it's... Yeah, because 90 minutes, yeah, that would be, yeah. 100 what I say it was? A hundred and how many minutes? An hour and forty-one minutes. So that's sixty-four. Yeah. One. That's a hundred and one. So yeah, it's really it isn't that long, is it? No, it's not really a lot that long, really. Mm-mm. But I mean, you know, we'll go ahead and touch on some of this cast here. We'll leave Arnold for the last because we know what Arnold's been in mostly. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, we mentioned just before the show started. You know, Maria Conchita Alonso was in this movie. Yeah. She played Amber Mendez. Maria, and, Maria. I mean, I'm like I tell so Travis, I, I've really forgotten how pretty she was back then. She reminded me of a West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie she was in for? Was it Colors? She was in Colors, wasn't she? Oh man, I just had her pulled up too. I, I'm looking now. Colors. Well, Predator Two. She was in Predator Two. Yes. She played one of the cops uh, with um, Sergeant Murtaugh. With Sergeant and, Murtaugh, Danny Glover. Right. Um, and I'm scrolling down now. I'm getting back to it. I had it up earlier too, and I let it go like a dummy. Um, <laughs> there's a running, yeah, colors. She, she was in Knight Rider, she was Luisa Let's Gomez see. in colors. Okay, yeah, well, she had a lot of stuff before then, though. You know, like you mentioned, Knight Rider, she had a lot of TV series episodes. Mm-hmm. There's a Fantasy Island, I see. There's like you said, Knight Rider. She's got some Hispanic work she's done. I mean, things that I, you know we probably wouldn't have seen back then. Finish the mano, Telemundo. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't believe I remember having Telemundo when I was young. No, no we didn't so, have no Telemundo when we was kids. So 1978 looks like the first thing is in here. It just says blah, blah, blah. Seriously, it says just right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, that, that's the title. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, I mean, I don't know what it's I don't say anything. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I see a Estefania TV series, Savannah. There's a lot of things that I, I we really just don't know. I think the first thing that we really knew her in was, well, I know A Fine Mess was a good movie. It was funny. Yeah, I don't Did remember you, that. And I would say my first one would have to be this one. Or Predator. Yeah, no, it'd be this one because this was before yeah. Predator 2. This was this was before Predator 2. It was this or Colors, one of the yeah. two. Well, it was this one because Colors came out a year later. Yeah. But I don't know when no. I would have seen it, either one first. That's a good point. 
Yeah. Because I, I don't know for a fact that I, I don't remember for a fact if I watched Running Man at the theater or not. I bet you I didn't watch Colors until I was into my late teens. You know what I mean? I was in the movies like New Jack City and stuff, and then I heard about Colors and went back. Like I, re- I can remember watching Colors, and I'm positive I wasn't until uh, you know 16, 17 years old. You know. Well, 1987, I would have been a freshman in high school, so okay. I was probably. If I did watch it at the theater, you know, that would have been me getting dropped off at a theater and left for a while to watch it. Right. And whatever else. I mean, so I do I remember even, watching Colors. I, I watched Colors I at in. home. I don't know what grade I was in. That I would have been. I was, it's easy to keep up with my age because I was born in 1980, like on the money. So in 88 or 87, I was seven, eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't have watched it then. Yeah. But, nah, but, but Running Man, I saw Running Man. I know I'm sure we, my dad may have taken me to the movies to see it. Well, I know for R-rated movies back then. Yeah, no, I, I know for a fact I seen Colors at Home and I saw Predator Two at the theater. That's 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 no doubt in my mind on that. It's just right. the Running Man. It could have been VHS when I saw it. I can't swear to it either way. Oh, she was in a Vampire's Kiss too. Old Nick Nick Cage movie that was actually a pretty funny one. I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty funny. Hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but. Well, it looks like she had more TV work in the 90s. Uh, Chicago Hope, FX, the series, The Nanny. Chicago Hope. Yeah. That was like a... Um, Texas, a little... that was a big TV movie. I remember that was a big event on like, was it ABC or something? It might have been. A Chicago Hope was like a weak attempt at ER, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't sure remember ever watching it. Touched by an Angel. I remember my mama and grandma, everybody's mama and grandma was watching some Touched by the Angel in 99, boy. That's correct. <laughs> that's correct. I don't really see anything else that stands out to me movie wise or anything, even recent. I mean, yeah, nothing not that I've really Kingpin, it, like this ain't even the Kingpin movie. This is the TV miniseries we've never heard of. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she was good back in the day for what she did. I remember she wasn't, you know, she wasn't exactly one of the most sought after actresses. She wasn't the biggest. Yeah, well oh, we done. have to mention this one though now because this is one of the ones that um my guy got a lot of flack for, but I thought it was a really good movie. It was the Lord of Salem, Lords of Salem, uh, which is Rob Zombie. Uh, she played Alice Mateus in that. I have not seen it, so that's pretty good. Oh, I'm a sucker for a for a Rob Zombie movie, dude. Did you like uh, his re, his redos of uh? Didn't he? Is he the one that redid Halloween? Halloween? Yeah, I loved him. I absolutely loved him. I love. I liked it so much because he went into he went deeper into Michael's psyche, like what would have broken a, a kid to do this and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. was, and then and then rolled it like how we could have fractured a mind and then pulled it into. Now he's just evil. It was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, it was. I mean, for me, it was okay. I mean, I I, I watched the first one he redid, mm-hmm. and it was okay for me. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not gonna say I liked it better than the original. But you know me, I'm I'm a stickler for the originals. I prefer the things as I originally watched them. I mean, oh, remaking Lord, some I things. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was better at all. I loved me some Dr. Loomis running around chasing him. Dude, Dr. Loomis was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I just got to have things, you know, it's just like saying, I mean, I do like some of the ones that are redone, but I like them for different reasons. Like, yeah, take Footloose, for example. Uh, the remake of Footloose is not, in my opinion, touched the original. It's but, not even close. But it's good for the time it was released and what it was mm-hmm. and how they did it. It was pretty decent. So I did like the, re- the remake of it, but I didn't, uh, if you're comparing it, 
then nothing touches the original to me. The other one won't get close to it. Right, right. How about so talking about our our stars in this movie? How about Yafet Koto? Just looking, I was just looking at him a second ago. I know I'd seen him in other things, and uh, yeah, I remember growing up watching that dude. Alien and he stands out. So Alien for stuff. sure. Midnight Run with Charles Grodin. Mm-hmm. Charles Grodin was in that. Stuff, man. I'll wait from from back to see. Let's uh, go a little bit further back here. So I'm four. I'm dropping down here into the lower into the late seventies, early eighties here. See what I find. Yeah. So he was. Uh, I mean, for me in the seventies, five zero. Yeah, but nothing See, really stands out to me in the seventies though. Well, what stands, really stands out to me? Out. This is where I've seen him. From, this is where I remember seeing him from. Because I can, I'm, I've always been. Like, I know that guy. I know that guy. So it looks to me like he was one of those Sunday morning types uh, that I would watch at my grandmother's house. Because he's been in Tarzan. He's been in the Big Valley. If it was a western, we were watching it at my grandma and grandpa's. Uh, so the Big Valley, um, Five Card Stud, Bonanza. Uh, Hawaii Five O, like we watched all the stuff at at my grandparents' house, and then you had Daniel Boone. He was in two episodes of Daniel Boone and Gunsmoke. So I would have that's definitely I would have seen him from those television shows. I I've probably seen him in Gunsmoke and just didn't realize it that it was mm-hmm. him because I've watched you know pretty much a lot of Gunsmoke in the last few years. Right now, Bonanza, I, I I love the show, but I haven't seen all of them. You know, as far as that goes, that's the, that's a show I could go back and watch if I had full seasons to binge or something. I could do that. Right, right. Well, he's um, got one of the faces too. That like he's he's very unique looking. Do you know where I remember him from? Do you know the What's earliest that? I remember seeing him in? What's that? And I just saw it on here, and it, and I, when I saw it, I immediately knew. Uh, the A Team. Okay. Yep. There's an episode of the A Team. I think in the first or second season. Mm-hmm. He plays this guy who owns a club across town, but he sends in his goons, you know, to uh, pressure the people in this one street for protection money. Okay, yeah. And uh, they go in one day, and uh, as they're telling him what he owes, basically they're trying to say, you, you know, you got to pay this money. This is what you owe. It says, read him the score, face, and he tells him how much the money is. And he says, what day is trash day? And he says, what? <laughs> he goes, I want to know what day trash day is around here. Come on, let me know. And he says, it's. It's tomorrow, tomorrow. He says, well, we thought we'd mark your calendar for you just so you wouldn't forget it. So they back up a trash, big giant trash truck and dump everything <laughs> in his club. Heck yeah. Uh, it just really it stood out when I saw that, that he was, it was you know from there for sure. Now, movie-wise, first movie I think I would have seen him in, as I'm scrolling up through here, it's probably yeah. Alien. Yeah. I think it's going to be Alien. I don't remember any, any of these others seeing him in them. I de- I definitely remember him from the from the uh, from the earlier westerns, and then I have seen him in uh, the TV movie that he did with uh, James Woods. I, I'm sure it was a rerun that I remember, and I thought that I was watching in the heat of the night or something. But <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was in uh, Badge of the Assassin is the name of the movie. Yeah, Detective uh, Cliff. And it was a TV movie that I'm sure re-ran. So it's here, Detective Cliff from PD. Mm-hmm. Eye of the Tiger. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember him and Eye of the Tiger now, too, that I see that. We Ooh. talked about this on another episode, if you remember. I asked you, have you ever seen Eye of the Tiger with Gary Busey in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure enough. That's one i got to get back and watch. 
Now, here's where I remember him 100% the most from right here, from 1991, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. He was the doc in Freddy's Dead. That's yep. prob- I guarantee you that's the one that he stands out in my mind most of all, aside from Running Man. But I wouldn't have remembered him in Running Man because he's kind of a side character, you know? Right. He's well, an I important mean, part yeah, of I mean, Running he- Man. Yeah, he was in a lot of the movies. It's not like he was just in five minutes or anything. Yeah, Laughlin was a he was a big he was a key character, I think. Well, as I had... scroll up in the two thousands, I mean you got some things now. He stopped looks like his last gig he did was an was a voice for Alien Isolation, a video game. Uh-huh. That's in two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Now, is he still with us or has he passed away? Oh, I didn't see that part. I was on to our next person to discuss. He's he's passed away. He passed away in 2021. Okay. Okay. Who who we got next? Oh, I had moved on to the one and only Mr. Jim Brown. Oh, uh, well, now, why does that name sound familiar? <coughs> cough, football, cough. <coughs> <laughs> right. Right. That, and he's been in some way. He's, he's done a lot. Like Oh, yeah. With, he was in uh, film and TV. Yeah, uh, I think he did a lot of them back in the 70s, didn't he? Yeah, he did from the 60s forward. I think he started, yeah, he did some some stuff back in the 60s that I'm not real familiar with. Uh, let's see, what's not the first thing I remember him from. So we'll go with the first thing, the earliest thing that I've seen with him in it, which is okay. It's none of these movies. It's going to be a toss up between uh, uh, Chips and uh, Knight Rider. You didn't see the Dirty Dozen? Oh, where is that? I didn't see that on the list. Oh, okay. 1967, Robert T. Jefferson uh, and the Dirty the old, Dozen. Yeah, that's the old uh, Army movie. I've seen that a hundred times, probably. So there we go. So yeah, the hunt. Yeah, the Dirty Dozen. Then I guess well, there was that. Let's see. For me, I would say probably the Running Man from I guess a movie. Yeah. For me, I mean, I didn't really get too much into. Um, the Dirty Dozen. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but it was. I probably something. watched it. And my grandfather, like I said, my grandma and grandpa's. If it, it was, it was doggone family Disney stuff, or it was westerns, or it was old war movies. Like what's the one? The Brit, the the somebody bridge, the bridge over the river Qua. I've actually yeah. seen that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've seen some of it. Original gangsters. That's what I was thinking of. He was in original gangsters. Yes, he was in Original Gangsters, and then I remember from that, Mars Attacks, uh, 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 He Got Game, Any Given Sunday. So he went on, like, he got bigger, I feel like, in the late 90s to early 2000s. I think he did a voice. Kind of a run there. He did a voice in Small Soldiers, too, I think. Yeah. And I want to say, I swear to God, I thought he was in, um, uh, shoot, Saturday night feet. No, oh man, come on now. Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall and that like everybody, you know, you want to do America. No, 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 not that one. It was about it, might have been the original gangsters. I'm thinking of actually. Is that a funny movie? Uh, no, that no, no funny movie. Uh uh-uh. uh, he, he did a comedy, man, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, this is the one with Pam Greer. And okay, I remember this movie. Yeah, they're like yeah. the originals on their block. That was right, gangsters, right. and they're you know these young kids were trying to rise up and run that neighborhood and cause their family, like I guess, problems or families and friends. Yeah, 
So they uh, get the old group back together and show them what it was like to be really gangsters or something. I can't remember. I cannot believe it. I can't remember that old movie, but it was hilarious. And then he was in some silly movie where, uh, what? Hold up. Was he not in? I'm going to uh, get you, sucker. That's it. I'm going to get you, sucker, was the funny one because that's what he's talking about is Bunyan. And I swear if I'm going, he was in um, Dust Till Dawn, wasn't he? Wasn't that Jim Brown? No. Who was that? No, that's the guy that played Shaft, I think. Okay, okay. Richard. That's my bad. I got something mixed up. Richard something, right? Roundtree or something along those lines? Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I might be getting them too mixed up as far as the movies that I remember me too. It's okay. I mean, as as I've said before, it's it's hard to get good help, everybody. I mean, he's I'm supposed right. to know these things. He's just know. not prepared. He's not prepared. He's not ready to go. I'm going to blame it on my prednisone. I mean, he's got the internets right in front of him. He could be looking on there. I am looking on there. No. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes I have found mistakes in the internets. I'm going to skip this next person that you're probably looking at. I want to go to Erlen Van Litz. Okay, he played we'll Dynamo. We'll save the male mayor for later. Yeah. But this guy played Dynamo. Now, for, for those of you who have watched Running Man, uh, you remember Dynamo as the opera singing uh, dude mm-hmm. that's all lit up with lights. Uh, Schwarzenegger's mm-hmm. character, Ben Richards, is yelling at him to come after him instead of the girl. He's calling him Christmas tree and light bulb, uh, what light bulb or something like that. Yeah. Hey, Christmas tree, light bulb. Yeah. Come this way. Come after me. <laughs> and then it's, I, I was telling Travis earlier, I was, I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, where have I seen this guy before? I can't, I can't place where I'd seen him. And then it, it, I went and looked and I was like, there it is. So this guy was in Stir Crazy with Richard Pryor. And, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Travis, what you're supposed to, you're supposed to back me up on here. I, I forgot the other guy's name, Richard Gene Pryor Wilder. and Gene Wilder. Wilder, Gene Wilder. There you go. <laughs> How I could not come up with that name is beyond me. We've said it a million <laughs> times. We'll say it a million times again for this podcast ever ends. Getting old sucks. You don't remember yeah, things yeah. as you used to. That's right. Uh, they were a good times not prepared. No, but they had not prepared. <laughs> Travis can't get good help. He can't get a good co-host. Uh, they were a good comedy duo back in the day. Silver yeah. Bullet, uh, Stir Crazy, Busting mm-hmm. Loose, uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things together that they did. But uh, Erlen Van Lith was in the Stir Crazy with him. He was the guy in prison that nobody wanted to be around because of who he'd killed and how he'd done it and stuff. Right. I remember they get stuck in the cell with him and don't know how to act around him. And Richard Pryor's character is just always <laughs> he's just, just basically crying. It's it's gets crazy. Uh where is he at here? Where do you go to? Now what else was there? There was that, there was uh Alone in the Dark, The Wanderers. He wasn't yeah, much. Yeah, I was gonna say I only did like seven things. Well, he's not done much at all. I mean, he just must have got the bug for it for a minute and said, I ain't doing this no more. Right. Or, more likely what happened, he died in 1987 when this movie came out. Oh, that could have happened too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. It says here he worked in computers, actually, ultimately starting his own company. 
fitting in his movie shoots as well as his studies toward an operatic career. So I guess he really did wow. do the opera stuff. Originally That's a bass stuff. baritone, appeared many times as a well-known Amato opera in New York. Eventually okay. worked his way into uh, held in baritone repertoire. Okay. How about that? Well, that's pretty neat. I I would not have yeah. pictured him. I would not have pictured him as somebody who had been working in the field of computers, though. Says he pursued amateur wrestling, uh, going to the '76 Montreal Olympics as a heavyweight alternate, and oh, a hopeful wow. and a hopeful for the 1980 Moscow Olympics, which you know the U.S. did not attend. Right. So I mean, he had some uh, fairly good things going on in his life there. Heck yeah, that's crazy. Sound like it. Sound like it. Sound like it ended a little so early for him. Things we didn't know. I mean, I really would. I really thought the opera stuff was something that they had kind of just slipped in there with some editing or something. I didn't know he was really singing that. Right. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Okay, so let's go to the next uh, hunter here. I think they were called, wasn't they? Stalkers. Stalker. The next stalker, Buzzsaw. Was he the played next by one? Gus Gus Rethwish. Yes, Gus Rethwish. Yeah, because our next person in line was Marvin J. McIntyre, who played Weiss, who was the other uh, guy who helped Ani escape from the prison that they were in at the beginning of the movie. He is. I was just looking at the uh, stalkers for a minute first. Though. Yeah. That's what we've been. So. Other movies he's been known for, uh, three that comes off the top here. I'm looking at the Scorpion King, mm-hmm. Twins, and the Running Man, mm-hmm. and uh, once again, not a man of many movies. And right. is it because nope, he is still with us today? So you know, mm-hmm. he just didn't uh, do a whole lot. So the Scorpion was the King bar- was the last one he did. Yeah, but he was the Barbarian uh, in the House movie too, which is funny, f- funnily named. Uh, or, or ironically, he was named Arnold, Arnold the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> House two, the second story. I, you know, it's been a year since I've seen that. Yeah, I like the first one better, House one. But uh, yeah, yeah Arnold, Arnold the Barbarian. A couple episodes of television shows, uh, Hawaii Five O, the original one, Magnum PI. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I would say of all these movies he's been in. It's just those three really stand out as big hits. So in the Running Man, Twins, Scorpion King, uh, I don't remember the Ride or Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Right. Some movie called Fist Fighter. I don't know. I remember about the that Ride. One. I've seen the Ride. That's a uh, that's a cow. That's another cowboy type movie. It's, I mean, it's about rodeoing. I think. Yeah, I think it is, but I haven't I seen it. I though. think it's about bronc busting, though, not bulls. So another short-lived career there. Yay! So uh, next stalker Sub Zero. Yeah, this is the guy that was running around on the skates with the hockey stuff. And he is none other than Mister Professor Tora Tanaka. Professor, do you know Travis? Can you tell everybody where Professor Tora Tanaka came from years ago? Where Professor Tora Tanaka came from years ago? Surely you remember Mr. Fuji and Tora Tanaka. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that would be. Was it? So now was this WCW or was it WWF? WWWF. WWWF. That's okay. back when that's before we were watching WWF before it changed names to WWE. Uh-huh. He did that. He was. I think he was a tag team with Mr. Fuji, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. 
They were, I think they were tag team champs at one point, possibly. But he's got a, a decent movie career making different roles in different times. I mean, Perfect Weapon with Jess Beekman. Mm-hmm. And he's always he always plays a character. It's got the, the the title professor in it, or just his actual name of Tanaka. It seems like, yeah, right. you see a lot of that. Uh, Martial Law, um, that was a Cynthia Rothrock movie. Okay, he was in that. He was in Black Rain with Michael Douglas. There's a what's Chuck Norris movie was it? Was it Good Guys Wear Black or was it? Let's see here. I know Missing he's in action Chuck... to the beginning. No, it's before that. Um, going down here. He was in Airwolf. Oh, an eye for an eye was the Chuck Norris movie he was in. Okay. And guess what? Guess what character he played? The, the professor. professor. Exactly. I love it. So that was what that was the movie that I guess got him out of wrestling. Then, yeah. Uh, it must be because <laughs> before that, it just lists uh, WWF Championship Wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. WWF on Madison Square Garden Network, Spectrum Wrestling. That's this guy. This has got him credited as coming out of wrestling in 78, too. So, yeah. which is strange because I remember, um, if we just said his name, I remember the other guy with the top hat, Fuji. Fuji. Yeah. Mr. Fuji. I remember, I remember him for, uh, for a long time. Yeah. But Mr. Fuji was a manager for a long time. True. true. Before, a, after he wrestled. So, that's uh, true. That is another show for another day when bringing up wrestling. We'll get really sidetracked on that. That's true, too. Uh, but see, Eye for an Eye looks like his first movie. You're right. Uh, TV series, The Fall Guy, Fantasy Island, Gavillain, mm-hmm. Bring Them Back Alive, Little House on the Prairie, Modest Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Tales of the Golden Monkey, Wizards and Warriors. Oh, then next movie, Revenge of the Ninja as the sumo servant. Okay. So, did you see Revenge of the Ninja? I don't think I have. So back in, in the early 80s, I told you before, you know, that whole ninja phase was big. Yep. And uh, they had Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja 3, The Domination. And the funny thing about it is, is none of those movies had nothing in common with the other, except that Shokasugi was in each one of them. <laughs> in the first one, Shokasugi was the bad guy that came to kill the the main character, Ninja. In Revenge of the Ninja, he is a guy who moves from Japan with his family and uh somebody hurts his family and he you know goes through his ninja ways and gets his revenge and Re- Re- uh, ninja three the domination had lucinda dickey in it as well from breaking and breaking two mm-hmm. uh she gets um possessed by the spirit of this ninja that went on a killing spree against some cops and um the spirit that possesses her is making her get revenge on the cops that killed him and Shokasugi is called in to to stop him from what he's done. Him and that particular ninja have a, a history, like a past history of fighting each other. Okay. So, um, and then of course there was the I, I sent you the link to this. I told you the other day on, I think it's Tubi, T U B I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they get all thirteen episodes of the Master. Heck yeah! You know, oh yeah, you did send me that. Sure enough. Yeah, that's got the the whole thing. I told you if you haven't seen it, here's your chance. Thirteen right. episodes is all it was, but it was fun when it was right, out yeah. though. I mean, but he on Tanaka goes up there. He had a spot in Night Court one time. He was a wrestler uncredited. It says mm-hmm. Airwolf, as you mentioned, Missing in Action Two. The beginning was in there as one of the, I guess one of the um, opposing people that were holding Chuck Norris and his people. You know, right. In the POW camp. Small Pee-wee's part Big Adventure. 
Yep. Volunteers. Tom Hanks movie. Then he was in Three Ninjas. And, of course, who wasn't in the A-Team at one point? Everybody must have been in the A-Team back then. Yeah, you had a cameo in the A-Team if you was even doing anything. I think you did. Mm -hmm. The Running Man, of course, we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. Dead Heat, the Tracy Ullman show. You know, I mean, he, he just... And then Arnold called him up again in like 1991 or 92 and was like, rubber baby buggy bumpers. And put him in the last action hero. Yeah. <laughs> last action hero. Last movie he's credited with is uh, actually, and it's an uncredited uh, role in the video of Hard Justice. Oh. So uncredited, last credited bit, it looks like is Burke's Laws, a TV series. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually passed away in 2000. So now, okay, I don't remember this. You're going to point me out where he was in the movie. Oh, what? Mick Fleetwood. Okay, at the very beginning of the when when they first escape, and they're getting the the explosive collars taken off. Yes, the old man that was talking trash about him that actually took the collar off. That was actually Mick Fleetwood. Was it really? Yes, he was the old leader of their resistance or whatever. Oh, how about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I never caught on to that. Yeah, they said a whole lot of people missed that. I was reading that earlier. Wow. Said that like when it came out, people just didn't even realize that that was actually Mick Fleetwood. Well, let's not forget the main guy who was stalking people since the day it started, killing people with his bare Captain hands. Captain Freedom. That's right. Captain oh, Freedom. Captain Freedom. Also known as the governor. Jesse the Body Ventura from wrestling. Jesse the Body Ventura. The body. One of those, uh, I think people referred to him like as a Hulk Hogan lookalike, more or less, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, the way he was built, you know, the the hair and everything, Mm -hmm. but he had more of a glam look to him, it seemed like, too. Right. Because so him and Hulk both, I I, I know, have have, uh, went forward and said, too, like, like Hulk Hogan was kind of based on a little bit of Adonis and then a little bit of Billy Graham. And mm-hmm. then Jesse was pretty, pretty heavily Billy, Billy Graham. But wasn't Jesse, isn't Jesse a little bit older than Hulk? Hadn't he been doing it a little bit longer? I believe he did it a little bit longer. Than, I, th- I think he kind of came up before him, but it wasn't quite yeah. big, as big or anything. Yeah, but I I think J- Jesse, uh, Jesse based himself a little more heavily on Billy Graham. Like the, the earliest thing they bring in here about Jesse Ventura is 1984, but he's, he's well before then though. He was in the seventies for sure. Oh yeah. And all these things they got in here listed. If, if you're looking at his IMDB, you see a ton of WWF all-star wrestling and spectrum wrestling and things like that. Mm-hmm. These are all things where he was announcers. He was a, a commentator for a long time. He sure was. Yep. So if you have any special individuals, like here's a Ricky, the dragon steamboat, the British bulldogs, the hacksaw, Jim Duggan, He's just on these videos as announcers, as being one of the announcers and such. Uh, he had some bit roles in other TV things, like the small, the TV series Small Wonder. He uh, guest starred on there as Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Um, then we got Predator, where he played Blaine. That's one of our favorite auto movies right there. 100. Uh, so we got some other things there. Obviously, the movie we're talking about today, you scroll on up here and you see some more movies with him. Uh, we got... Uh, what Thunderground No Holds Barred as a commentator, mm-hmm. which was that you know Hulk Hogan in movie uh, in Zeus. Zeus, movie. yep. Hulk Hogan and Terry. Wasn't his name Terry too? 
Tony Lister. Tony, yeah, Tony Lister. Yeah, he was in Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got uh, Ventura guest starring in an episode of Hunter, or two episodes of Hunter, actually. Heck, uh, yeah. Up with Jim Dreyer. Uh, Ricochet, I believe that was a different <laughs> movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, Zorro, the TV series. Renegade, the TV series. Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Yeah, he was in Naked Gun. Major League now. Uh, Major League 2, I don't remember him showing up. as it, it says Jesse Ventura. So he must have played himself in Major League 2, but I don't remember him being in there, though. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He was Cryocon, Cryocon, and Demolition Man. What a good yep. movie! I feel like Demolition Man is one of Stallone's more overlooked movies by most people. Yeah, I like Demolition Man a lot. Did you did you catch Jesse Ventura being in Batman and Robin? Mm. He is an Arkham oh. Asylum guard. I'd have to go back and watch that. I don't That's remember. the one where you got Dr. Free, so Arnold's in it. Yeah. You know everything Arnold's in. Jesse Ventura's yeah. got a, a part in it, it seems like. Right. Just like Spin. Heck yeah. Just um, like so, Spin. Just like Spin. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Nothing else really much in there. He did some uh, a voice in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV mm-hmm. series. Uh, but at that ringer. point in time, at that point in time, though, he was kind of out and gone at that point he'd done his politics run and everything he did the governor of minnesota he talked about running for president one time they wouldn't let him do it because they wouldn't let him um i mean he wouldn't do it because they wouldn't let him debate being right. an independent you're not allowed to debate right uh so he dropped out of that he went to mexico if i'm not mistaken and mm-hmm. you know, took up living in mexico so yeah tacos Dick's every day sick of our two-party system Everybody's getting sick of this, <laughs> this system. Uh-huh, no, that's I, think, right. I think everybody's getting sick of just government in general, but that's a different show altogether. That's a whole different podcast. Do. That's a whole different <laughs> podcast. Maybe one day we'll get brave and tackle a podcast like that. Highly Ooh. doubtful, though. Oh, yeah. I don't even man, like it. it. I don't even like talking about that. It messes up my whole day. I know, man. Doesn't so. Let's get to so, spin. So should we get spin or should we? Yeah, let's go ahead and get spin because I mean I love spin in this movie. It seemed like this is the this is the only movie I can remember this man in actually having a line and as at the end of it. Where yeah, it must be had, them steroids. Yeah, at the end of it, he's like, "Help me!" He's like, "All right," like, "Get him spin or something like that." He's like, "Uh, I gotta go find some steroids." And and for those who don't get what we're talking about, there's a a line earlier before that where he's trying to tell Spin to escort Jesse Ventura's character, Captain Freedom, Mm -hmm. out of the room. And he says, what's wrong? Does the steroids affect your hearing? Yeah. Get him out. But in the show, he was was like a bodyguard, security guard type dude. Yeah. He was was cool. He wasn't, he was just kind of quiet and did his, did his job. But then, you know, when it came down to it, he was like, nah. So just give you a little brief background, everybody, on this guy. He's been in a ton of movies. I'm going to touch the movies in just a second, but his little small bio, born in Denmark, mm-hmm. Sven Ole Thorsen has a remarkable sporting background as a champion bodybuilder, powerlifter, and a karate black belt that made him yeah. an obvious choice for movie roles as muscle for hire. I didn't know he was a black belt. Um, yeah, he's done a lot. Since he's almost six foot four. Uh, came to attention as one of Thulsa Doom's bodyguards, which you have brought up in past Thor episodes. Grimmer. 
Yeah, he was Thorgrim. Yeah, the hammer wielding Thorgrim. He said, because when 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 Conan killed the snake, he said Thorgrim is beside himself from great with grief. <laughs> he, he raised that snake since it was a hatchling. You know what's funny? We were talking earlier about your good Optimus Prime voice you do, but you got a James Earl Jones too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, you you got a <laughs> you know it, it, if I'm. If if I'm just looking away from you and I hear you doing it, I'm actually right. picturing James Earl Jones in the movie. Oh, that's awesome! So, what if I do this one, Simba? <laughs> <laughs> you deliberately disobeyed me, and what's worse, you put Nala in danger. <laughs> see, see, and the people are listening to this right now, and they're going, "Oh my god, they got James <laughs> Earl Jones on the show! How they pull that that's off? Awesome! Heck yeah! Oh. Well, thank you." So this is the hammer wielding Thorgrim in Conan the Barbarian in 1982. He came to Hollywood in 85 and appeared in nearly every Arnold Schwarzenegger film. It says, including predator twins, red heat and end of days. His other on-screen appearances include lethal weapon, the quick and the dead, the hunt for red October on deadly ground and gladiator. Uh, he's done extensive stunt work, including Dracula in 92 bulletproof eraser soldier and collateral and Eraser and Collateral are both Arnold movies. And on television, he's been seen in Baywatch and the A-Team. You know how much he got paid to do twins? $8,000 plus residuals in well, 1988. Now, the residuals part, that that's where it counts right there. Yeah, he might he might have made some money on that. He might have. That's just a... That's just a well, well, I guess when we say virtually every Arnold movie, that is... I mean, it is virtually every Arnold movie. But he, dude, he, they didn't even touch on half of the other ones that he's been in. I, and I don't consider Red Sonja an Arnold movie. He's no, not really. It, but it's a real quick cameo. Right. And then, uh, but Sven's in it too. And then he's in, he, of course, he's in the A team. And then Lethal Weapon, Overboard, uh, just, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. The, what's the, the Soldiers of Power or something? Captain Power and the Soldiers of Tomorrow, or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Pink Cat, the, the he was in the Pink Cadillac, uh, Clint Eastwood movie. Just, I mean, it just got his the list of stuff he's been in goes on and on and on. Harley Davidson and the Marvel Man, another great movie. And talk about people with bit parts. Now, you know, Spin's got a bit part in the movie. It's not like he's a major player or nothing. Oh, yeah. He, he's one of them you just see all the time. Yeah. He didn't even really ever have any lines. Somebody else has got a bit part in it that stood out to me. It's Kurt Fuller. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, uh, I know you're looking at the same page. If you scroll down, you see Kurt Fuller. Mm-hmm. What do you recognize him from? Uh, tons of stuff. Like, uh, I would say... We just said one of the movies a minute ago with um, Jesse Ventura talking about Jesse Ventura. Oh, uh, nope. I'm drawing a blank again. No holds barred. No holds barred. He's the exec guy who is creating the tough man competition. The B-hole. He was the B-hole. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much like the B-hole and everything. Yeah, and now if you're, if you're a Supernatural fan, uh, mm-hmm. he was in Supernatural. That's what this picture is from. I'm looking at him now in the suit. That's from Supernatural. Okay. So he was, um, I you know, and I can't think of the name of the character. I'm going to see it in just a second. He was uh, Zachariah. Okay. Uh, one of the angels, uh, Zachariah in Supernatural. So he was a oh. detective in, uh, he was in, uh, dude, like I said, I remember him from so much. It seems like uh, Red Heat, 
He was in that. He was in um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. He was a butthole in Ghostbusters. Um, dude, all kinds of stuff. It's like a lot of TV shows for sure. A bunch of bunch of stuff. Yeah, a lot of TV shows for certain. I mean, he's been he's one of them. Uh, I guess maybe like a character actor you'd call him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a lot of different things. Um, but movie wise, I mean, the first thing I remember, I thought of when I saw him earlier was you know that's dude from No Holds Barred for sure. Right. Yeah, he's done a lot. Oh, no, I didn't know he was in the Pursuit of Happiness. I don't remember him in that, but he's in that. That's that Will Smith movie. Right. Yeah, he doesn't slap anybody in that movie. Just so you know, he does not. He does not. Uh, nobody that I'm familiar with, at least anyway. Uh, he was in Charmed in an episode. I'm sure I've seen it, but don't remember him. Alias Monk, anger management with um, is that Adam Sandler? Is that an Adam Sandler movie? Anger management. Heck yeah, that movie's hilarious, yeah. man. Goose him and Jack Baba. Nicholson, right? Goose. Fraba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was him and Jack Nichols. Jack Nicholson's the one that he was like the psychologist that <laughs> dude, that movie's hilarious. Is that the one where they're singing I'm that I'm so pretty song? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. okay. I've seen it then. Yeah. I and he was driving him crazy. So the thing you had to say to calm down was Goose Fraba. <laughs> <laughs> I've only watched it once, I'm sure. It's I've not watched it again since, but all right, let's get back up toward the top here. We got a couple <laughs> of big people to cover here. We don't want to lose all of our time. Right, so, right. Well, um, we, got a, we got a famous, we got a famous son who did a, marginally okay, I guess, in the music industry. Yeah, but I don't remember what he did. Guy. I don't. Oh, oh, he was the one. He was the little, like the young kid that was leading part of the resistance, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> Dweezil Zappa, father Dweezil. of, I mean, son of, son of Frank Zappa. Yeah. He's a sister too, don't he? That, that she has like a funny name, Moon yeah, Zappa. Yeah, all of, yeah. They named he named all his kids something weird. Like, thanks, Dad. You're the only one with a normal name, right? Frank. Frank. I'm sure Zappa's not their real last name. Can't be. I don't know. I, I just can't see be. it. I can't see it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we got Arnold. Arnold. I know ben Richards, yeah, Mr. Ben yeah, Richards himself, the alleged butcher of Bakersfield, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We all know. We don't have to touch on Arnold. We know everything Arnold's been in. We know how great he is, the movies that we like and everything. Right. No sense in really going down that road. That's why we skipped him to begin with anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for those of you who just been under a rock or in a cave, maybe. Uh, oh, my God. How would you not know who? I mean, there's there's there, there's Predators, Commando, there's Terminator, there's Conan, there's Eraser, there's Red yeah, Heat, there's uh, on and on and on. Raw Deal. There's Supposedly, there's a new Conan coming. Really? Yeah, where he's he's all, he's the old king. Remember at the end of the both movies, you saw him with Wars Wars crown upon a heavy brow? Yeah. Yeah. Well, supposedly, and it's been announced. It's official. I mean, it's been announced. They're supposed to be doing uh, a new Conan movie, which has got me. How the children say today got me hype, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd be looking forward to it for sure. Oh my god, dude! That that would just that'd be super incredible. So, did you know about this movie, Running Man? Um, 
when Rob Cohen purchased the rights for Running Man, he he purchased the rights. Uh, I guess it's it is listed as a Richard Bachman novel. Yeah, that's he, one of Stephen King's uh, pseudonyms. Yeah, he had no idea it was a pseudonym for Stephen King mm-hmm. when he bought it. Clueless Ain't on that. that. Funny. Richard Dawson. You know, we forgot to touch on Richard Dawson. We did. We did skip him. Hosted Family Feud for so long. He was in Hogan's Heroes. You know, he had a nice little career going for him. He had a couple of movies other than this one too, I believe, that he was in. Oh, I'm sure he's. Been, yeah, he's been quite a few, had he? I believe he's had. Now, Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. governor of California for a while. Like like Jesse Ventura, he did the whole governor thing. Jesse Ventura did Minnesota. Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California. He rode around in a campaign bus. Do you know what he named his campaign bus? <laughs> what? The Running Man. That's awesome. After his movie, The Running Man. So I've been sitting over here going back, not to take anything away from Arnie, but I went back to Frank because that that was interesting to me. Frank is his real name. His real name is, uh, uh, I think it said, his real name is Francis Vincent Zappa Jr. That's his birth name. So Zappa really is the last name. Yeah, it really is the last name. Wow. And there's children. Check this out. He's got four. Check this out. This is great. <laughs> so I already know Dweezel. 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 Then we got Moon, but Moon's middle name is what makes her name incredible. <laughs> Unit. Uh, moon Unit. <laughs> her name is Moon <laughs> U-N-I-T. <laughs> unit uh, Zappa. Uh, you said the unit. <laughs> unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we've got, uh, I don't know which one of these is better. Uh, yeah, this one. I'm going to save this one for last. We've got Diva Zappa. Yeah. And then we've got Amet. Amet, like that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that like, sounds like. Like Amet like Zappa. I met a Zappa, or like I feel like it's like something like a Noxuna Moon out of the Mummy or something, you know. Noxuna Moon, Emotep, I met <laughs> a Noxuna Moon. Oh God, I'll be That's hearing Emotep in my head all night long now, all night long. I won't oh, get past. I'll be here. I keep hearing Emotep. Yeah, Emotep. Now I can go. Oh, I met a Zappa. Oh, I met so, Zappa. You know uh, the game show the running man which is basically what this is about yeah we didn't really bring this up earlier Hmm. which we should have completely we're just assuming everybody knows what the running man is that's listening to us and for anybody who is you know of a younger generation that is trying to get into the the retro scene with the movies and everything and don't know this movie was based on him being um uh wrongfully charged and accused of something that he didn't do and gets put in prison they escape in the future, uh, television has become a lot of reality shows where it's like game shows where they kill, kind of have convicts and things that run through the different uh, game shows. And this one's called The Running Man. They'll put somebody out there and have the stalkers, they call them, uh, hunt them down and kill them. So there's always mm-hmm. betting on which stalker is going to get the kill and which one's not. And giving the people a chance to supposedly break it through. It, it, if they win the game, they get like, they're pardoned and stuff, right? And they get so much money. and But they really don't. No. <laughs> dead. Spoiler. Spoiler. They're dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. 
spoiled yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's one of those movies um, about trying to break free of, so, of control. You know what I mean? This, yeah. It's a long time too. You know when we had um, uh, what was it? Escape from New York, and yeah. I mean everything was kind of about that fight. Either either freedom fight. No, it was it was freedom fighting. Like everything, yeah. all of our movies were just about freedom fighting. These big action hero movies were. We were either going in and saving somebody else or we were fighting for our own, you know, dystopian future. We were going to fix our dystopian future. And yeah, yeah it's, it's great there. So, like I said, we know this is a video of uh, video was a game show, The Running Man. Do you remember how they had a uh, dancers at the beginning of it? Did oh, you know about it? that Paula Abdul choreographed the dancing in this movie? Did you just steal my thunder? <laughs> Did I? I Did you just <laughs> steal my thunder? Oh, my goodness. Wait. I might have. Is there a reason why I'm bringing up it was a game show and everything? I, I cannot believe. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is there is there a way of muting traffic? Am I going on the Let's list? See. Put me on the list. Oh, I wish I had that sound bite oh, right, right now. No. Judas went on the list. <laughs> I'm going to get that again. I need that. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I bet you didn't have, remember back in the 80s when uh, it was Paula and New Kids and all that stuff, we had the buttons. I had a big Paula Abdul button on my book bag. Uh no, I <laughs> yeah. probably wouldn't have been caught dead carrying a Paul Abdul button on a book bag, much uh-huh. less a button, especially not a new kids. I if did. you tell me you had a new I kids did. button on your book bag, I am kicking you oh, off this show. No. Hell no, <laughs> hell no. I had Paul Abdul on mine. I was in love with Paula. Here, here's your thing about Mick Fleetwood. Since you were telling me who he was, mm-hmm. plays himself in the movie. It's it's hinted that Mick Fleetwood plays himself in the movie. In the film, the Resistance leader's name is Mick. He's mm-hmm. British, and when Mick meets Richards to remove his explosive collar from around his neck, he says to him, "You're one of the cops who locked up all my friends, burned all my songs." Yeah, uh, that's funny. So he was like kind of playing himself. Yeah, I wonder now. There was something I saw earlier. Um, Darn it. There was something I had seen earlier about the love boat. There's a connection with the love boat in this movie. Um, Let me see if I can find it again. Oh, while you're looking, look, while you're looking for that, since you brought up Paul Abdul earlier, uh many of the dancers were her friends from the Laker girls. So a lot of those dancers are probably Laker. Yes, actually Laker girls. Uh huh. Heck yeah. That's it. Okay, so Richard Dawson was on the love, or had a history with the love boat. Uh, And then in Killian's office in the movie, it says, we briefly see a poster for a made-up TV show, Hate Boat. This is a nod to the fact that the actor Richard Dawson appeared in TV's Love Boat. So (laughs) it says as he was on the love boat, they put the hate boat in his office. (laughs) (laughs) Eight boat. So you and you then, know who you know who directed the movie, right? They were they went, didn't they go through like four directors before they settled on one too? Well, well, then that's possible. I don't know, but the, the one that ended up directing was Paul Michael Glazer, which okay. was from Starsky and Hutch. Yes. Uh, says here Schwarzenegger thought Paul Michael Glazer was a terrible choice to direct. What with Glazer coming from a TV background and having no film experience as a director, he thought Glazer shot this film like a TV show losing all of the scripts, deeper themes. And Schwarzenegger okay. suspected that because Glazer was a last minute replacement, he didn't have time to research this future. He was depicting unlike James Cameron had with Terminator. 
Right. So also in television, they hire you in the very next week you shoot. So he didn't place all the blame at Glazer's feet, but yeah, he really feels he was a terrible choice for the director. <laughs> well, see, that's, I just found that out. I was looking at it. it was, um, so the running man had difficulty finding a director that George P. Cosmatos, that's a weird name, director of Rambo first blood part two and Cobra, um, Ferdinand Fairfax and Andrew Davis, who uh, did under siege, were all hired, but then fired over creative differences with the producers. And then the next choice, Carl Schinkel turned the opportunity down. And then finally the job went to Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show today, but bear with me just one moment while I get a quick word in from a good friend of the show of ours, Tim at eighties flicks flashbacks. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s flick flashback podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. And did you, I got, I got another, did you know that I didn't find on IMDb? Did you know? It was the main, that the running man was actually the main inspiration behind TV's gladiators. Now, yeah, I've heard that somewhere before actually. Yeah. And and, and that's gotta be true. I mean, think about it, what type of game it is and how they based the gladiators game uh, show they did. Yeah. And we, we all watched American gladiators. Mm hmm. Everybody. I mean, who didn't want to be a part of that obstacle course at the end of it? Really, that oh, looked that cool, kid. did it not? That's a, it, it, I remember. I'll never forget it. I remember the, the, some little dude came running. That was like the first like moment. I think on like I guess you would kind of, that would have been reality TV, wouldn't it? Like that was like early reality TV. I mean, kind of like I mean, is it a reality or more of a game show, or I, yeah, would you call it like a reality show that reminds you more of like a? Um, what was the show where they get voted off the island? Survivor? Survivor, yeah. Something kind of like maybe I would like think that. of it more like the real world without the drama parts. That could be because too. Because they were yeah. doing the contests and stuff. Or not the real world. Road yeah, rules. World. Road rules, yeah. Road rules. Road, road rules. But uh, yeah, they... Uh, anyway, the one, what I was talking about was when the dude... Everybody's seen this. He comes running forward and he cuts, the flip, he cuts a flip over the gladiator. And goes in for the end zone. It's like when I run a football yeah. in or something. But yes, I remember that. That was so awesome. I actually remember that. Looks like uh, Arnold got some free plugs in his movie. Yeah. Uh, War- World Gym was owned by Schwarzenegger at the time. He was wearing a World Gym sweatshirt in the scene after yep. he escaped Put from the, the prison. Big monkey on it. Yeah, because that was it. Was funny to me growing up because remember I was always into all that. Uh, I never turned into a bodybuilder by any means, but I was always reading Muscle and Fitness and flex magazine and like arnold was my hero and all this and that and uh uh but yeah gold's gym and powerhouse gym were like the main competitors but powerhouse it was so funny because powerhouse was like 
the exact same logo <laughs> as yeah. Gold's, but instead of a guy holding the big weight bench, it was a big monkey. Now, it's, it's always fun to see some of these older movies based in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Future-based films and everything. The film takes place from 2017 to 2019. Isn't that crazy? And, you know, of course, the future ends up being nothing like they're making it out to be in the movie. But does it ever, right. though? I mean, think about it. Think about uh, Back to the Future 2, mm-hmm. you know, where they were at when they went to the future and everything. So, I mean... Obviously, we don't have our flying cars. Yeah, no, not yet. That's, uh, or, that's no jetpacks. Really yeah, no that shoes is, that you, uh, no shoes that you hit a button and they automatically fit to your feet or a self drying like, yeah, jacket. In the comics, man, all the comics were were twenty twenty, like Spider Man twenty twenty. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like crazy, uh, technologically advanced society, and you know we had flying cars and we had all the holographic TV and. You know, on right. the verge of having, you, you know what I want? I don't even care about flying cars. You know what I want? What do you want? I want that thing off a of damn Star Trek, the replicator. I want you yes. to walk up. <laughs> I'll take you know, a matter, pepperoni pizza. Thank you. Yeah. And it just goes, woo. Like, they don't even, it's faster than a microwave. It's ready to go. Right. That's Good what I go. want. I want the replicator. So I'm seeing something here. I'm going to mention this one. Then we're going to get to our favorite scenes here. We're, we're running short on time, but mm-hmm. um, Mick's Star Trek reference gag was Mick Fleetwood's idea. He was a huge fan of the original 60 series of Star Trek. This film was in production a year before the next generation started. However, two years after this film was released, Fleetwood got to achieve a lifetime ambition by having a cameo in the Star Trek, the next generation season two episode manhunt. So yeah, he, um, I you know I didn't I, I really didn't realize Mick Fleetwood had done, you know, as much as he had done. I, I, I tell you a quick story about Fleetwood Mac. So, are you familiar with a lot of their music? I I know Goat Lady. <laughs> <laughs> you so, want somebody to love. <laughs> so I'm right. going. I that am might a, be Jefferson. Wasn't there one that sounded like her too? Wasn't it Jefferson Airplane? Or Jefferson you may be Starship thinking. You may be thinking of Jefferson Starship. They were Jefferson Airplane too. I think at one point in changing to Starship. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that. Nothing's going to stop us now. We built this city song. Yeah, those. yeah. So, but are you familiar with Fleetwood Mac? Yes, yes. Okay, so, uh, you know, in 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 high school and just before and after, I was a huge Kiss fan. And a lot, I know a lot of people are like, oh my god. He said, kiss. He called him a band. <laughs> he called him a band. I don't want to hear it. People, they play right. music. They get a great show. They are a band. Right. So I'm watching here in Nashville. They have at the riverfront, the Gibson guitar special for the year. And they have a concert and Fleetwood Mac and kiss are doing the concert. So I'm just there for kiss. I'm like 10 feet from the stage. Right. And I'm listening to Fleetwood Mac, and I did not realize how many Fleetwood Mac songs I really knew. I knew practically the whole show they did. Really? Never knew it was them. That's crazy. The only ones I knew of were the ones I had just seen on videos the that year and the previous year. So, like, seeing Little Lies, mm-hmm. I think it was called, or Tell Me Lies, one of the other. Tell me which. lies, tell me sweet little lies. And I, I knew who Stevie Nicks tell was, lies, you know. Tell me, tell me lies. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I knew who I Stevie you, Nicks you know, was and all, but I didn't know Mick Fleetwood really, or I didn't know the group in general. 
I just I didn't realize I knew as many songs as I did. And then to see him and stuff like this, you know, it just you know, it just makes me think like I didn't know nothing about them at the time, and I still know nothing about him as a person. Right, right. That's like you know another band is kind of the same way. What's that? They're like you don't realize you know all their daggum songs, but you do. Hall of Notes. <laughs> I I you know I mean I'm an '80s you know nut, so I do know more of the Hall of Notes things than I knew was them that you right. may not have. So, uh, watch them private eyes though; they're watching you. <laughs> private eyes is watching you. But didn't they do Man Eater too? I started to say they're probably watching for the Man Eater. Yeah. Oh, here she come. They have a lot of good songs, actually. Yeah. Yeah. How so, awesome. So, if um, going back to the movie, is there a favorite scene that stands out to you that you can pick as your absolute favorite scene from the movie? After rewatching it today, in particular, um, I guess the the big the big ones are, you know, the, the normal standouts like. Uh, Buzzsaw getting cut in half, and <laughs> he had to but, split. Yeah, he had to split. But think what you just did. Things like that are what makes the movies now for me. I'll, going back and look at all the little, all those little pieces, all those little one-liners, and all the little corny cheese from you know what I mean. I think yeah. those things stacked up together were my favorite. And I think probably if I had to pick one in particular out, <laughs> when they, when they're walking into the. uh they're going into trying to sneak through the airport and she's like i get car sick i get air sick just now i'm gonna throw up on you he's like go ahead it won't show on this shit (laughs) stupid hawaiian print yeah (laughs) go ahead it won't show it won't show won't show. i i'm 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 with you on uh favorite stuff it's just just the little one-liners because no real scene stands out over any others to me yeah yeah, it's it's just the, the movie was good to me in general but I can't pick one scene that satisfies me more than another and stands out. So mm-hmm. as he's killing off the stalkers, uh, you know, like he said, oh, where's what happened to the guy? Oh, he had to split because, you know, he yeah. takes the chainsaw right up between the legs. The very, to him beginning, the very beginning was the one that got me too. Cause so it's kind of, you know, it starts off with the helicopter scene and then it shows him, you know, creating the, the ruckus in the prison camp and like, he when he picked the guy up and he looked at him and there was this it's so funny because you don't recognize it unless you're doing things like what we do and in, in loving these movies for these things. Right. I didn't remember this happening, but I just knew it from because it's a forgettable moment. But I knew it was coming from the look on his face. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, here we go. And he looked at him, he goes, Need a lift before he threw him off the <laughs> side of the thing. <laughs> right. Like I knew something cheesy was about to happen. Right. Look on his face. I was like, here we go, here we go. And like the movie kicked off right there for me. <laughs> yeah. And you and, and speaking of the beginning of it, I forgot to mention this earlier. I wanted to bring it up. The footage of the of the attacking helicopters. Mm-hmm. That footage is from King Kong, nineteen seventy six. Are you serious? That's yeah. great. Yes. A little, a little. Did you know that we didn't know? Right. Um, but yeah, uh, anything stand out that you don't like about the movie? Uh not really. I mean, it's to me, it's it's part of my childhood and it's classic. And I just couldn't see how it could have been. I mean, there's a thousand ways you probably could have made it a better movie, but for what it is and being a part of cinematic history, nah. And it's not it's not like having my my guy in the wrong uh, the wrong uh, uh, 
clothing for, for, for <laughs> you know what I mean? Like having to wear some other actor's wardrobe. Right. <laughs> it's not it commando bad like that. For commando. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there's only a couple of his movies that I really don't enjoy. And um, it's not that I don't enjoy command. I love commando. I don't like his opposition in commando. I don't think it's good enough for him. I don't think they're, it doesn't convince me. And then raw deal. I did not. I, I just something about raw deal. I don't love raw deal. Yeah, I didn't either. But really. every other movie, even the ones other people hate, well, Last Action Hero, for example, I love Last Action Hero. Junior. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Junior's. Junior. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Junior. Ar- Arnold's Rhinestone, Junior. Yeah, that's definitely Arnold's Rhinestone for sure. That was a terrible movie. Can't take it. <laughs> it. Was not good. Was not good. All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it for the movie this week. I mean, uh, I would definitely recommend watching the movie. If you're an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, you won't be disappointed in the movie. This is one of his great actions he's had back in the 80s. And his actions were always the best for me at that time. Mm. I'm not going to say he can't make a funny movie because Kindergarten Cop definitely got me laughing. Oh, my God. But I well, mean, that was that was what did it for uh, with uh Last action hero, the little stupid stuff that he did when he snatched him the dude out of the car, it's pouring down rain. He's like, rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't know I was gonna say that, did you? <laughs> you know what? Before I get into the actual closing stuff, we're gonna have to, I want to mention this. We're gonna have to do kindergarten cop one day. You know why? I'm with it. Because even in kindergarten cop, the little kid knew what a boy and a girl was. I right, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Unlike a lot of people today. So that's when it gets canceled, isn't it? Um, if you, <laughs> <laughs> Slow you roll Boy. over there. What's he say? Comes up and t- tugs on his shirt. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> that's right. He's like, thank you. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, I mean. Obviously, Travis, people can find us anywhere where the podcasts are downloaded at. We got Spotify, we got iTunes, mm-hmm. you know, we got a website now. You can listen to us straight from the website like somebody oh, here does yeah, when he's baby. at work. I sure do because we bad, bad, gets bad, little, bad, gets bad. little on the shows that he misses or if he gets bored and wants to hear his voice, you know, he can listen to yep. it over and over. Uh, website, www.retrolife, the number four. Or the letter u.com. Mm-hmm. You gonna is the cup of Joe going in the intro? Or are we gonna say that here too? Uh, no, we don't have that. Uh, well, I mean, we got the uh, what's it called? Uh, not cup Some of Joe, cup buy of me coffee. a coffee, virtual coffee or something. It's called buy me a coffee. Basically, you can help support the podcast and uh, help us out getting the word out there. Uh, bringing people to the show, doing some advertising and things like that. That's basically what it would go for. Things for the show itself that help the show grow. If you want to do that, it's like it's basically making a virtual donation to us, or I'm sorry, buying a virtual coffee, which makes a donation to the show and a monetary value, which goes, like I said, strictly for things for the show. Right. So, uh, but um, you can see that it's actually linked off of the website. So if you go to the website first, you can find that link on there. And also at the top of the page, there's a thing for pod chaser. You can click on that and give us uh, it's got up to five stars. So give us a five star on there. If you like the show, and if you don't like the show, give us a pity five star rating. We'll take that too. <laughs> We're not too proud. 
right. we are on instagram we are on facebook we're on tiktok so follow us at all the social media places share us with your family share us with your friends get the word out there and get some people listening and uh, the bigger we get the better it's going to get so absolutely definitely look forward to the next week each week we get this on here so travis Mm-hmm. Any closing words for us? Any parting words on the show today? Any words of oh, I wisdom? Got one, I got one last piece of trivia. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you know what Arnold Schwarzenegger says to his garden after the first watering of each season? I have no idea. You have been germinated. 